This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Are you still there? To delete your message, press 7. To save it in the archives, press 9. To hear more options, press 0. What are you talking about? What's up, everybody? We're back for episode 16 of the Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points Network. Booyah. That is Ryan Ward, our Lakers reporter. I'm Tomeo Zarli, your Clippers reporter. And we are in the dead month of August, but we have dead. good news. Dead. The NBA schedule has just come out. Lakers and Clippers schedules are out. We know who everyone is playing. Um, and we'll just jump right into it. Um, the Lakers... Uh, according to Ryan, who did a little bit of research beforehand, um, the schedules are out, and the Lakers have a relatively soft start. Soft like shaman. Shaman start to shaman. start and finish to yeah. the season. See, start middle of the season gets a little difficult. I think at the end they're gonna look fairly easy. <laughs> fairly. So can can you tell everyone what what I said earlier when you said they have an easy schedule? <laughs> 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 what did she say? Remember, like, don't they play everybody? <laughs> oh yeah! Wow, what a response! I didn't, I didn't factor in the you know back to backs and the strength of schedule beginning in front of. Oh, like, don't they know, just take everyone on? It's the reason why they call it easy schedules. A little, little blonde moment for me. Yeah, don't um, they play everyone? <laughs> um, but yeah, let's look at the Lakers' schedule for example. Like, who do they start with in the first couple games? Well, they got the first two games are will be tough or at least they should be Clippers at Clippers right and then uh, their home openers against the Jazz two playoff teams who could be really good this year but then it just it gets totally different I mean you never know what these teams are really going to be like when you when you go into a season but uh, as of right now this this is kind of a cakewalk they got Hornets Grizzlies Mavs Spurs, Bulls, Heat, Raptors, Suns. And they don't really face anybody truly intimidating until the Warriors on November 13th. And they might not even be as strong as what they were, obviously, without Clay and, and uh, Kevin Durant. Um, still trying to ease in D'Angelo at that time, I'm sure. Yeah, that'll be a work in progress for them. But then it gets easy again. Another easy stretch or less difficult. <laughs> I don't want to say easy because you never know, right? But when I'm looking at this, I'm just like, wow. Uh, Kings, Hawks, Thunder, twice, Grizzlies, Spurs, Pelicans, Wizards, Mavs. I think it's important to remember that LeBron James-led teams tend to have a tendency to let down sometimes and lose to teams they, play, they shouldn't. Play to their, yeah, they did that a lot last year. They should, like, they, I think they lost to the Grizzlies one time and... Or just teams they shouldn't lose to, they lose. And that could happen. But this year, I mean, he's got a guy named Anthony Davis he's playing with, right? Yeah. So I, they should murder these teams. I mean, they should run straight through them. 
And they should be off to a great start by the time Christmas comes around, I think. How do they close out the season? Last couple of games. Uh, last couple of games. I think they play, let's see, they're at home for five of their last six games. And they finish the season against at Phoenix. They play Oklahoma City, Chicago, Golden State, uh, Minnesota, Sacramento, Phoenix. So, I mean, it's fairly easy. I mean, you got Golden State in there. Uh, I think Sacramento could be low-key good. I think they could be a good team. They could be a team you don't want to play against. They won't yeah, be, I don't it could know be a scrappy, playoff, but, scrappy yeah. team. Um, but, I, I mean, there, there, is, there is a couple brutal stretches in here. Like There's one that starts uh, March 1st. At New Orleans, which we don't know what New Orleans is really going to be yet. Um, but they start there. They go uh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Clippers, Brooklyn, Houston, Denver, Utah twice. And then they play Charlotte, which obviously should be a cakewalk. But they, you, the, the Lakers struggle in Charlotte. For some reason, Charlotte's got their number when, when the Lakers are there. Kobe! But, uh, yeah, it's... I this Does is Kobe these, always play well there. Sorry, he did at times, but they, they they've always struggled to, to to take him out. I don't know why. Okay, it's just one of those those stops where it's like they think they're gonna run through them and then, and then they struggle for for whatever reason. But uh, this schedule looks fairly easy. I mean, they got a seemingly tough road trip: Houston, Boston, New York, Brooklyn, Philly, and then back for Clippers, Portland. And that's uh, that starts on January 18th. But outside of that, like, this is the easiest schedule I've seen in a long time for the Lakers. Interesting. That's pretty bold. But or like it's it's it just doesn't it's it looks it's it's set up for them to be really well or do really well this season. Well, just my the, opinion. The NBA right benefits now. NBA benefits from having LeBron in the playoffs and from having the Lakers play well. So yeah, it's a win-win situation for them uh, with this. Uh, Man, I'm looking at these ticket prices on the on the right side. They're already Oof. crazy. I'm glad we get in for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna look at the Clippers uh, to start. They they tip off against the Lakers. Um, they'll host the Lakers this year uh, on opening night. They'll also be the first game at the Warriors' new uh, Chase Center in San Francisco. That's um, you should come up with me preseason and check out. They they played the Warriors like four or five times in the preseason. at the Chase Center. They play them twice there in the preseason. Interesting. So you should come up with one game just to check it out. I just want to see it. Yeah, I'd be interested. I don't know if looks. I'm going to go up both times, but like I I, I definitely want to go up once. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'd be kind of. Well, we'll cool. talk about that. That's a good idea. Um, but yeah, seven of the first uh ten games for the Clippers are are at home. Um. Their road matchups in the first game, first couple games are Golden State, Phoenix, and Utah. Um, and in that, in those seven of uh, ten games that are at home, they have Utah, Milwaukee, Portland, and Toronto. None of those are back-to-backs, but those are all playoff teams. Um, quick back-to-back in Houston, New Orleans, and then a five-game homestand against Atlanta, Oklahoma City, Boston, Houston, and New Orleans. So 12 of the first 17 games will be at home for the Clippers, meaning... The rest of it gets pretty road heavy. Um, their longest road trip of the year will be... Um, they have a pair of six-game road trips. So the first one will be from December 6th to December 14th. 
They'll take on the Bucks, Wizards, Pacers, Raptors, Timberwolves, and Bulls. And their next six-game road trip will be January 18th to January 28th, where they'll take on the Pelicans, Mavs, Hawks, Heat, Magic, and the last road game is a doozy. They got to travel all the way to LA for the, the Lakers. Doozy. All the way to LA for the Lakers. Uh, that'll be a road game there. So six game road trip. Um, Damn it. There's a game on New Year's Day. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, oh. we get that off. We get that off. But we work New Year's Eve, though. Oh, our game's at two, though. Not that bad. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I get to be home with family yes. for New Year's. Whatever. Um, another little quirk I noticed in the Clippers schedule. They play, they play, they have an afternoon, I know Clipper fans love this, an afternoon back-to-back, Saturday, Sunday, January 4th and 5th against the Memphis Grizzlies and New York Knicks, 12.30 p.m. start times. And then that last game on Sunday, they don't play again until Friday. They have four days off, and they play Friday at home against the Warriors. That's a weird stretch you're telling me about. Yeah, just ten games, ten days at home, but four of those are just... There's a four-game stretch consecutively just days off, so that'd be interesting. It is strange. I don't know um, why they do that. They'll close out with five of eight at home as well. Um, they'll take on the Pacers, the Thunder, the Bulls, Warriors, and Minnesota. And then their final game of the season, uh, those are just the home games in that segment. Uh, and then their final game of the season will be at the Portland Trailblazers Wednesday, April 15th. Um It'll be an interesting one. Uh, Tobias Harris will be making his return to L.A. as a member of the 76ers to take on the Clippers on March 1st at 12.30. That'll be a Sunday game. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Danilo Gallinari will be making their return to L.A. as members of the Thunder uh, on November 18th, which is a Monday. Um, and then I have another one here where I can just find this. This is, this is a very important one here, guys. Give me one second here. Boban Marjanovic will be making his return to L.A. Booyah, Boban. Boban will be returning Monday, March 16th. So Clipper fans mm. got to wait to cheer Boban on. Fan favorite. As a member of the Mavs, he'll be returning March 16th. Will he get a tribute video? He should get four tribute videos. Four tribute One videos. for each quarter of the game. You know, that's a good question. I wonder if the Lakers are going to give tribute videos to the, all the guys on the Pelicans. Ingram Ball. It'll probably be like one big video. Yeah. One Ingram big Ball complication. Or complication. Compilation. Compilation. <laughs> Complication. So that's pretty much the Clipper schedule. Um a lot of a lot of uh good games in between as well. But soft ending in terms of soft beginning and soft ending in terms of the home games. They have a lot of home games to start and a few to end. So um and they have thirteen back to back set as well, so you can be sure that Kawhi Leonard will be resting as well, load managing. Uh, Paul George is is rumored to be it's still unclear about him. He might be ready for uh, preseason. He might miss the first two, four, maybe even six weeks. I've heard, um, but it, it's it's remains to be seen how he's how he's doing with his shoulder uh, surgeries. So um, once they reevaluate him closer to training camp, we'll know. Um, but yeah, that'll that that'll certainly factor into what the Clippers do load managing wise. Um, we're going to take a, a couple questions that we saw online on Twitter. We asked if you guys had any questions for us. And Mr. Popular Ryan Ward. I'm just going to address this first one Ryan got. And it's from uh, at Dan Dwangdo. Du- Dwang Dizzy? 
think. Dwayne Doe? Dwayne He Dwayne said, Dow. when will Dan be invited to the Battle for LA podcast? Um, Dan, we have no idea who you are, sir. Yeah, I, I can't just invite someone. I don't man? know. Sorry, man. I mean, yeah, you got to take me out to dinner first. Get out so. the DMs, bro. Get out the DMs. Yeah, we start with that. Uh, Ryan, any questions you got on your end? <laughs> He's going to be so pissed. <laughs> <I don't care>. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Dan. Love you, Dan. You used to work over here at Clutch Points. And then he went uh, Did he? back to the dark side. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Our question is from a uh, black underscore white NYC. He says, will anything less than a 12-8 and eight record put Vogel on the hot seat for, for the first 20 games? With this schedule, you're going to need to be pretty flawless. I'm not saying being undefeated, but I'm th- I'm thinking 15 and 5 would probably be the ideal record. Well, not ideal, but like acceptable without any talk of him, you know. 15 and 5 sounds good. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think um, you go 12 14, and 8 and, and people start to get a little concerned. Yeah, but it could, it could also just be this team meshing and figuring out together. So I wouldn't be too concerned, but... Well, it depends on how they lose these games, too. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. So, I don't know. With this get, with this schedule, which I think, personally, I think is a fairly easy schedule, uh, to start the season, at least, he's going <laughs> to... Every loss is going to be pretty harsh on him. Yeah, but look, if they're getting blown out every game, then it's cause for for concern. Well, yeah. But if they're building up 25-point leads and then you can see the effort, they're just taking their foot off the pedal and letting teams back into it. I mean, that, that can be lot. fixed. That happened a lot last year. That can be fixed. But that happened a lot last year. That was under Luke Walton, sir. And they couldn't put it, put put teams away when they're clearly superior. But uh, um, Another question that we saw, we got on Twitter, was uh, from at John E. 3 and he asked, what is the good line? What is the best lineup for the Clippers against the Lakers? Ooh, that's an interesting one. I would probably have to say. Kind of asked you that question last week, didn't I? Well, they, against LeBron. Anyway, who's going to guard LeBron? How are they going to do that? For this one, I mean, you probably obviously got to alternate Paul George and Kawhi on, on LeBron. But I think their best lineup would have to be um, Pat Beverly, Landry Shamit, um, Oh god, this is tough. Cause they have. I'm. I'm gonna leave Lou Williams out of this. Who comes Pat off the Beverly, bench anyway? Lou, uh, uh, Landry Shamit, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Montrezl Harrell. I, I guess. Um, only issue with that is that Anthony Davis is probably feasting on you inside. But other than that, uh, you got solid two-way players all over the court. Um, so I, I would guess that LeBron is having difficulty getting his with that five. Uh, Pat Beverly's probably, you know, doing Pat Beverly things and pissing off opponents like Rondo and everything <laughs> and, and hitting the wide open threes. Uh, Landry Shaman is, is a knockdown three-point shooter. He was on pace for a record year last year, rookie record year. Um, and you you know what you're getting with Kawhi and Paul George. But, uh, yeah, again, that lineup is the lineup where you're probably just – Anthony Davis is probably going to feast. But – well, you I said 45, didn't you? 45 points? Yeah, on opening night. That's what I thought he's going to get, yeah. We got a question from, oh, our buddy Ashish. Okay. It says, well, how many games until Frank Vogel starts looking like this, like the uh, Jordan Peele meme <laughs> while watching LeBron and Jason Kidd talk on the side? <laughs> In case you haven't seen the Jordan Peele 
a sweating meme where water just being poured all over his face and he's just dripping um, nonstop. That's an easy yeah. answer there. One. One game of seeing that. Really? I would be nervous, wouldn't you? The guy that's kind of there is like a safety net. Getting that really cozy with uh, the the face of the franchise, for now. Yeah, that's got to be uncomfortable. <laughs> I still think the whole <laughs> dynamic's weird, and having three head coaches on there—that's strange to me. Don't they have? Didn't they also get Lionel Holland on that? Well, yeah, they, they got Holland's kid Kate and Vogel. Vogel. Jeez. And then they were talking about getting Hornacek, I think, for a while, and then that didn't happen. Wow. Three. Remember, I said too many cooks in the kitchen. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Everybody wants to be the chef. Well, that's all the time we have for questions. Uh, and that wraps up our Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points Network. Um, I'm Tomer Zarli. You can follow me at T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y on Twitter and Instagram. That's Ryan Ward LA. You can follow him at Ryan Ward LA. <laughs> I said that's Ryan Ward LA. That's <laughs> Ryan Ward LA. That man is Ryan Ward that LA. man there? Follow him on Twitter and Instagram. That beautiful please. sun beach. Man. <laughs> um, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, if you have any reviews, positive reviews, negative reviews, please leave them. We'd love to hear them. Um, not the negative ones, but that's okay. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, suggestions. Uh, tweet us or, or just DM us. Say hi. Or comment. Or just say hi if you want to say, say hi. Um, message us on Twitter and Instagram. We're open to that. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.